Hello and greetings, everyone. I'm Pastor Edwin Strickland, and I serve as the Senior Pastor of Fellowship of Champions Church International, a worldwide ministry helping people to learn to live out their God-given dreams by walking in love and living by faith. And I get to be your host and your guide for this exciting journey that we're about to take that we call Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you are engaging with this broadcast. I want to welcome you to another episode of Ed Talk with Pastor Strick. I am your host, Pastor Strick, and here on Ed Talk, you know every week we come together so that we can blend the realms of knowledge, instruction, faith, and real-world solutions. And I am so excited. This is episode two of our mini-series called The Blueprint. Lessons from Impactful Leaders, and I'm so excited about the leader we have with us today. Now, listen, you know whether you're on a quest, seeking to expand your knowledge base, whether you're here to uplift your spirit, or maybe even just to find common ground between what's practical and what's spiritual, you are in the right place. Ed Talk is the place for you. Together each week, we come together and we forge connections, we bridge gaps, we spark thought, we ignite curiosity, and we do everything we can to nurture our souls so that we can be the best version of ourselves that we can be. And so without further ado, you know every week when we come on, I ask you to help me participate in what I call a little social media outreach. What is that? That means that you can help us get this message out to as many people as possible. How can you do that? You can simply share this broadcast on your page. You can share it on your story. You can tag those people who you don't see, who you typically see their names in the comment sections. And let's get people in here because I've got a guest with me today who is highly respected. I got a guest with me who is not only highly educated, but watch this, highly anointed. And I am telling you, this conversation is going to be great. We were talking right before we uh, got ready to go live. And he explained to me that he said he couldn't hardly sleep last night. I couldn't either. I was just as excited as he was because I believe that the topic we're going to talk about today is going to be groundbreaking for so many people. And some of you don't know uh, the person I'm going to have on. And so I want to take just a moment and I want to tell you a little bit about him while you are sharing. So share, 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 share. Also, let me remind you that you can always engage with Ed Talk two different ways. You can go to www.pastorstrict.com. That will take you directly to my YouTube channel. And if you go directly to that YouTube channel, you can subscribe. And then every time I go live, you'll get notified. And if you can't watch it right then, you can always go back and you can watch not only that episode, but any of the episodes that we have recorded in season one or in season two, along with all of these great interviews we're going to be doing in this mini series in the month of November, December called The Blueprint, Impact and or Lessons from Impactful Leaders. You can also engage with me by going to Pastor Strict Podcast. Say, what is Pastor Strict Podcast? If you go to pastorstrictpodcast.com, the landing page will bring up a, a page that allows you to choose 
which podcast platform you like to engage with. So if you do it on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, there's a link right there. And all you have to do is click it. It'll take you right to my podcast so that you don't have to try to go to those different platforms and type in Ed Talk with Pastor Strick and try to look for the image. It will take you directly there to the page all right so you guys keep sharing you guys keep tagging keep doing what you do and let me tell you a little bit about my guest for today my guest for the day is none other than apostle stephen w banks apostle banks is a sought after leadership expert he's a ministry consultant and he's a speaker whose kingdom assignment is to release healing and wholeness not only to individuals, but to systems serving in diverse sectors in our society, whether that's the church or the marketplace. And you guys know if you watch Ed Talk, that's one thing that's really important to me, that we'll be able to take everything we learn in the church and be able to apply it to the rest of our world. And so I'm excited to have him today. He's provided pastoral and executive leadership for over three decades. He is recognized as a trailblazer and a pioneer in the realm of fivefold ministry and especially in the fatherhood arena. And that's what we're going to be talking about today, this fatherhood arena. He has traveled extensively throughout America and overseas, passionately sharing his assignment's uniqueness. Apostle Banks is also the esteemed author of Apostolic Gatekeepers, Apostolic Voices, and his groundbreaking, best-selling work that I think is, is, is just is life-transforming called Healing the Father Wound. Now, if you go out on the internet and you, you can type in some of those words and you'll see other books that's called like Healing the Father's Wound or Healing a Father Wound. But his particular book, and I'm going to give him a chance to talk about it, it is in a totally different realm. It is a holistic approach to healing and transformation. He has a current release uh, title that's called uh, Gatekeepers, a relational approach arising out of his dynamic portfolio is healing the father wound movement. It is designed to influence social transformation. You know, here at Fellowship of Champions and at Ed Talk and with Strategies for Success with Pastor Sean, we're all about transformation. And he does this by confronting and consoling relational, economic, and societal trends exacerbated by the break in healthy fatherhood. And we're going to be tuning in today. You want to tag your friends. You want to share this to your story. You want to tell people to get over here because there are going to be some things shared today that I believe are going to be aha moments for you. Apostle Banks accomplishes this through engaging educational and healing workshops that are driven by him and his team of professionals. He's not, as I said earlier, he's not just a, uh, an educated man, although he is, he is a Holy Spirit field man. But his education comes from, he has a master's degree of divinity from the Samuel DeWitt Proctor School of Theology at Virginia Union University. He has a bachelor's degree in philosophy and religion from also from Virginia University, Virginia Union University, and an associate of arts in education from the from from Cowan University in Murfreesboro, North Carolina. Now, the man is educated, the man is anointed, and I am super happy because right now I'm about to bring him on this screen. And as I do, I need everybody in the comment sections to say, Welcome, Apostle Banks. How are you doing, my brother? 
Hey, bless you, man of God. You you got me shaking and trembling, man. I'm shaking and trembling. Uh, I need my seatbelt. <laughs> hey, hey, thank you so much, man of God. Just glad to be with you and uh, this opportunity to share with, with your audience on today. I appreciate that. Listen, I want to get right into it. I want you to take just a few minutes. I read your bio. I did that. But I want you to tell you got 30 years of ministry experience. I know because I happen to know you personally, you have ministered probably in every corner of this country and overseas. You've seen ministries from the ones who had it absolutely probably right to ones who, who didn't have a clue. You've seen the whole gamut. So just talk to our audience. They're saying welcome to you in the comment section. But just let them know who is Apostle Stephen W. Banks. Wow, that's that's lo that's loaded, and it's uh, it's extremely loaded. It's but but one of the things that I look at uh, as you talk about ministry, um, uh, I just had a birthday last month in October. And I turned uh, 60. I know y'all don't believe me, but I, I turned <laughs> 60. So uh, uh, I, I turned 60. And I literally started pastoring when I was a senior in college. Uh, so okay. uh, so roughly about 40 years I, I've been in pastoral ministry. And one of the things with that pastor district, uh, the call of God that's on my life, I didn't go up the different different chains where I became a youth leader and a, a deacon and all. I didn't run the, rank, the ranks, but, uh, uh, and, and thank God for that. But at the same time, there's some challenges by not being exposed to different aspects of, of, of ministry. And so um, so I started pastoring my senior year when I was in college and pastored uh, three different uh, Baptist churches. And, and even during that time, uh, I just love God. And these were, even though they were Baptist churches, I always valued the word of God as my God and as my uh, strength for, for life. And so I didn't understand Hitchcock Rude for the Baptist church. And uh, but so, so, you know, I wasn't in there for too long. So. <laughs> if you don't get that protocol right, you're going to get out of there. Hey, hey look, it, 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 that, that, that's, that's what happened. But even, even with it, I recognize that the God was creating a, a new template in my life that I hadn't seen. Of, mm -hmm. I, I hadn't seen before. And it was uh, during that time, very few people that I could talk to. And so in 97, I started uh, Living Waters Christian Fellowship, which was uh, a non-denominational ministry. And uh, we, uh, we, we uh, covered ministries. We uh, provided um, uh, new ministries, birth new ministries, not only nationally, but internationally. But even, even through it, I recognized that God was using my journey as a pattern to be um, to be a source of support to others. And so I, I got some scars in it. I, I didn't get it all right. Um, uh, I still don't get it right. I'm learning. But uh, but above all, I just love uh, I love the Lord. I love uh, the word of God and I love the people of God. And one of the challenging things uh, when I first started pastoring, I thought everybody, if you're in church, I thought you loved the Lord. So that's how naive I was. <laughs> and, and so so I'm, I'm here in just looking at just that from a ministerial uh, perspective and providing counsel and support to those who are in ministry from various denominations and backgrounds. I just love the Lord and I just love people. 
you know, and that's one of the things I think that has always drawn me to you. You know, this series we're doing is called The Blueprint, Lessons from Impactful Leaders. And one of the things that you've already said that I want people to to really grab hold to is that you don't always find a lot of people, but especially leaders, those who, uh, you know, have the title of bishop, apostle, pastor, who will boldly say, I didn't always get it right. Right. And then they come back and say, and I still don't always get it right. <laughs> hey, put me on the cover. Put me on the cover. <laughs> but but the thing I love about you is that you said you've always had a heart for God and for God's people, yeah. right? You've all and, and I and I and that's that has resonated with me, with my wife, uh, in getting to know you. And it's why one of the reasons I asked for you to be on Ed Talk when I was this, when I was like when, when the Lord gave me this idea to do this. In November and December, I, I was like, okay, Lord, who do you want me to have? And there were three or four names that just rose to the top of my list, and you were one of them. Uh, you really were. Um, and, and because of that, today, what I really want to get into is you you are a, a renowned author uh, in addition to those other things. But you wrote a book called Healing the Father Wound. Yes. And that is something that we hear now. Now, I, when, when, when you had written the book, when I had first in, engaged with you, we talked about it when you came to Northwest Arkansas all of those years ago to Life Harvester Church. And I heard about the book. That wasn't something that people were talking about really in the body of Christ about no. people needing to be healed. Right. of the father wound. Now it's germane. Everybody's yeah. always talking about how the people need to heal. They, now they talk about mother wounds and, right, and, right, right, wounds right, right, and everything right. else. So I want you to talk a little bit about what what was it that happened with you and Holy Spirit, you and the father? What inspired you to write Healing the Father Wound? And what did you originally hope to accomplish with that when you wrote that particular book? Uh, literally, I was just writing my story. My my father uh, was, was was not in my life growing up, and so every year at the beginning of the school year, you know, you have to fill out the forms, uh, your uh, your parents' phone number and address and their employment. So each year, I will make up a father, and so so in the third grade, I'm making up my father's. Uh, uh, a fireman in the fourth grade. I couldn't remember what I said the year before. And he was a truck driver. They said, this boy gets up going old. I'm saying. But, but, but my, my father was not in my life growing up. And the first time I saw my father at 13, the first time I ever saw my father, but we connected at 16. And from 16 to now, my father is alive and, and do, doing well. Now we have a phenomenal relationship. But uh, but but not having my father, uh, not having my father in my life, uh, um, I begin to recognize. And you mentioned when I was there in Arkansas, that was where I received the seed from the word of the Lord prophetically deposited in my heart, dealing with father wound. I had never heard it before. Mm. Uh, being being with you and uh, in uh, do, during that time I was with uh, uh, our dear friend Pastor uh, Dr. Uh, Dexter Howard and we were just in conversation and he dropped the word father wound. I had never heard it and at that time I was probably mid forties or so mm. and I came back to Virginia and I just started seeking the heart of the Lord and seeking the Word of God and just uh, just going after it. and that's when I knew. Now understand this in my forties or so, mm. 
that's when I knew what I had been dealing with my entire life was a father wound. Mm. And uh, and so so out of that, I started ministering and started uh, sharing uh, what takes place and some of the uh, signs of a, of a father wound. How do you, you know? Because on the inside, I would on the outside, man, you talking about a mega ministry, you talk about traveling and everything looked good, like I got it together. But on the inside, man, I was fragile. Mm. On the inside, I was wounded. I was disconnected and not even knowing what was taking place. And so, you know how we man up and we we want to look like we got into it. If that's the trick, folk would come to me and ask me for counseling. I'm scratching my head. I say, if you knew what's going Only on, you. <laughs> <laughs> let me sit on that side of the table. <laughs> and so, so I, I, I thank God for his grace and his wisdom but it was it was during that time when when I started studying and seeking the heart of the Lord, I recognized that there were some fragmented parts of my soul that needed to be addressed. And the root of it is what I call the father wound. That's good because we've had people on here. You know, I tell people it's interesting. My father and my mother uh, divorced. Uh, we moved out of the house from him when I was seven years old. But my father lived across the street. <laughs> okay, got it, got it. So, so for me, I grew, you know, it, I, I didn't grow up, I would say, and, and, and probably all of us have a father wound in some area. Oh, yeah, definitely. But, but when people used to say, well, I didn't grow up with my dad. I didn't know my dad. You know, he told me he was going to come and get me and he didn't show up or he wasn't there for my graduation. He yeah. didn't walk me down the aisle. Yeah. I don't I didn't have those things. So I didn't have those experiences. Right. So it really wasn't until I actually read your book that I thought, oh, there are wounds that can exist, not because someone wasn't there. There can be wounds because someone was there, yes, you know, uh, and, and so it, when we think about this idea of a father wound and you've kind of given us a picture of, of what it is. But for the people who are listening today, how would they identify whether or not they have a father wound or not? Like, how do how do they know? You, 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 you know, with that, I think we know, and that's why teaching is important, and that's why having these, uh, the, these awesome ed talks is so important, because like myself, I thought I was all right, man. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but when you hear, and when you start hearing and things become, uh, become ex exposed uh, to you, you, you can begin to indicate, mm, well, I can check that, mm, I can check that, mm, I Man, that's me. Yeah. Uh, and, and so so just through conversation, and I think not just um, uh, educated high-order conversation, but uh, conversations that uh, spiritually and emotionally um, intelligent to address it. Because like, like I said, the, the aspect of me being fragile, I'm leading ministries, I'm overseeing ministries, and it, uh, uh, a lot of people just wanted to be in my shoes, but they didn't know because it was uh, no affirmation in my life from my father mm. that I was fragile on the inside. And, and that's how we look at we look at the father wound when we don't have um, what is the father wound when we don't have the affirmation in the support in the presence of a loving, engaging father in our lives, we become wounded. Mm -hmm. 
And and so that that's where I was. And like I said, I was in my forties during that time. But the reason is so important, um, I man of God, that uh, that the wiring, the template is created in childhood. Mm. And and so so how we think, how we process, how we model. We, we're talking uh, uh, early childhood development and even, even prenatal uh, uh, aspect that that's when we're related and when we're sharing about engaging active fathers who are present, speaking affirmation, speaking encouragement, speaking hope into the lives of his, his or her son or daughter. That is so good. You know, one of the things I think about is, you know, we you watch football, I watch football. Sometimes you'll have these guys and they'll they'll be playing football and maybe they get what they call a stinger, but it's really a it's really a, a mild concussion. Yeah. You know? And and in manhood, what we tell men especially, women can have father wounds too, but right. men, exactly. we tell men to man up. Right. You know? And and so when the man is playing football and he gets a stinger and they ask him if he's okay, he's been taught to man up. And so he mans up and he goes back out there. Right. But not the same person he was before he got that stinger. Yeah. So we have a lot of men who have father wounds who are trying to man up. But in doing so, they're trying to lead churches, yeah. they're trying to lead families, they're trying to lead businesses. They're doing all of these things. But would you not say that based on your knowledge and information, that anytime we have those kind of wounds, it's impacting our decision making, it's impacting our thought process? It's impacting how we do things. And if that is true, then what do we, what is the world, what is the church, what does the marketplace need to know about this father wound so that we can correct the wound and be healed? I've seen pictures of you and your dad now on uh, a Facebook and different things, and I would have never known right. that you were strange from your dad. So there's right. some healing that's taking place. Oh, yeah, most definitely. So, so talk to us a little bit about, okay, if we can identify through teaching, yep, I do, that's that's me. I, oh yeah. my gosh, I didn't realize. I thought I was good. I'm not. I need to heal this so mm -hmm. I can make better decisions. Yeah. What's our next? What's our first steps? What's our next steps? What should we be doing? Yeah, if uh, I, I think the information my people destroyed for lack of not, we don't know. I didn't know. Mm. And so, so having this, uh, we're, we're trying to deal uh, with the 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 leaf or the fruit. Mm. as opposed to the root. And so if we look at someone's action, someone's behavior, why they, uh, uh, you, you talked about football, but even when we look at basketball, if you look at, uh, go to YouTube and look at Dennis Rodman Hall of Fame speech, and Dennis Rodman was talking about um, the biggest day of his life, he's being uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame. And he talked uh, about that his father had, I think he said like 35 children or oh, something. Wow. It was a large number, but his father would have nothing to do with them. But then he talked about Phil Jackson and he talked about some of the other coaches that they were his a father figure. And so on the biggest day, he talked about the, the impact of fatherlessness in his life. Wow. And, and so, so when we look at and let's say we look at uh, Dennis Rodman and others, we see people, it quote, wilding out, but people behave for a reason. Come on, come and, on. Say and so, so we, we, I feel my help in here. Come I feel on, that's good. People behave for a reason. Yeah, for, for a reason. There's a cause behind it. 
that that's a call. And we look at Dennis Rodman and we look at others who uh, are just uh, what we call wilding out and doing something out of control or whatever. But if we would peel back, and not saying we have to be psychologists, that's uh, above our pay grade. But when we understand compassion and we understand the depth of pain or the depth of the father wound, we understand why people even um, looking at the prodigal son with uh, father, wound. He, he's wilding out, out in the street and he he's acting a fool in the street. But I would submit that the elder brother had the father wound as well. Mm. And just because we are polished and refined, Oh, that's good. And we we got it together. It's it manifests in different ways. Mm. And so, but but they uh, but when we look at the root of it is uh, that we have not been loved. We have not been encouraged. We have not been supported in an engaging, loving relationship of our father. Wow. And, and so so that becomes the root. And if we deal with that in childhood, uh, not only and we're not just talking about just for for boys and men, we're talking about father wound in the impact upon sons and daughters. If mm -hmm. if if a, if a little girl has no idea what it's like to see a loving father to see uh, someone who can affirm and can embrace her in love from a, a place, this is a telltale aspect, from a place of intimacy without sexuality. Mm -hmm. that, that is not a violation of the line, uh, any lines, but that of love and uh, baby girl, you're special. And let me open the door for you. Let me uh, just encourage you, uh, I, I wanna go to, um, the daddy daughter dance. I want to be at your recital. I want to be when you playing the basketball or whatever. Uh, all of that shapes the image of uh, masculinity and healthy relationship for 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 girls. And then uh, we we look at the the um, the aspect of the woman uh, the, uh, the 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 woman at the well with five husbands and with someone now in and we want to judge. Mm. And we want to say that she's a loose woman and she's this because it's easy to find blame. Come on. That blame is so surface layer. But to go to healing, it has to be intentional. It has to be compassionate and it has to be with wisdom. Maybe maybe she was not affirmed by her father. Maybe she had like so many, uh, so so many women, so many girls when we talk about the father wound, for some, it's produced by um, an abusive relationship. And when we talk about sexual abuse and the violence, we don't even deal with that. And and so, but but if a, if a girl was violated by her father, father figure at young age, no, she's not going to trust a man. So she may be in a relationship now, but the breaks are on because the one who models healthy violated that. But the, the aim is, regardless of what trauma any one of us have gone through, the good news is not just identifying it, but, but man, God, we can be healed of it. Yeah. Listen, you know, one of the things is so it's 
you said a mouthful. I see the comments are blowing up because that you, you, it is so what you said is so powerful and so true. You know, you look at and I'm not I'm not a psychologist. Right. I don't right. have a degree in psychology. I'm, I'm, I'm not a philosopher. Right. But, but my I, but I can see with my eyes what I see. Right. And what I see in our society even today is there is a, a lot of rhetoric that is getting thrown out at women yeah. for trying to be like men. Right. You know, trying to be independent, saying they don't need no man, this and right. that and all that. And women can get a bad rap for that. Right. Mm -hmm. But yeah. we really do have to go back to the root and ask ourselves the question, why would a, why would women in our society even want to be like me? Yeah. You know what I mean? Because what happens is, is they if it's like you said, if they haven't been affirmed, right. they haven't been loved. They haven't been, like you said, loved in the right way without right. having that line crossed right. or being violated. Right. If 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 I live in a society and I'm framed in an environment where the only way I can see myself not being injured yeah. is to be like the people who are injuring me, yeah. I'm I, I lose my identity. Damn. I lose who I was created to be, right. right? And so I think this idea about father's wound is just it's one of those things that I think the body, you know, every now and then you get this thing that the body of Christ just needs to really grab hold to. Right. And I know you wrote this years ago, but I think it's starting to catch up. I think the, the body is, is ready to receive it and to talk about it and to hear about it. It is. Uh, you know, because just like the positive happens, yeah. I can confirm my dad yeah. was here, he took care of me, blah, blah, blah. But when I don't see that, right. it, changes, right. it changes the fabric of who I am. It, it does. It, it, it does. And, and just last year, man, it got right around October, November. I, I wrote the book uh, initially, I think in 2008, 2009. Um, and I did a revision a couple of years ago. Um, but last year, and, and a whole lot of things have transpired in my life, some ups, some downs, some downs, some downs, some downs. <laughs> Through trials and tribulation and, 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 all, and all of that. But it was last year, right around this time, the spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And, and uh, uh, in particular, about focusing solely on the father world. Now, understand, this is the first time from the inception of writing the book uh, that we have given intentional, strategic planning and developing a leadership team to work on curriculum and online courses and in-person session because it's it's a movement. It's more than just a, a message. And and what I see also is it's not a sexy message. It's not a message uh, where folk walk to the altar and lay money on the altar. I have yet. To, to, to say, uh, uh, you don't find people shouting, pray, 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 praising the Lord on it. But uh, the the focus that the Lord uh, gave me last year that this whole year I've been focusing in with, with my team and those who are partnering with me that uh, that this is going to be a model, not only uh, throughout this country, uh, but literally throughout the world. Because when we look at Malachi, he says, uh, unless there's a turning of the hearts of the fathers to the children and the children to the father, that uh, I'm going to smite the earth with the curse. And fatherlessness is that curse. It is. And, and, and so we see it where fathers 
are engaged. We see numbers in a, in a uh, phenomenal, positive way. But when fathers aren't engaged, we see incarceration going, uh, incarceration rate. We, we, we see uh, drug addiction. We see um, uh, uh, abusive um, behavior. We, we see that fathers matter. But, but let, 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 me, let me also say this, it's not to dishonor mothers because right. I, I was raised by a phenomenal um, woman of God and my mother, she, she, she's, uh, she, she's alive and well and funny. So, uh, so she, uh, but, but she's, she's been a rock for me. But one of the things, had it not been for um, the green light from my mother, she never said one negative word to me about my father. Mm. Not one, even to this day, not one negative word uh, to me about my father. And then my father remarried and his wife, my bonus mother, she received me as a son. Mm. And, and so even though it didn't work out with my mother and my father, my uh, my father didn't divorce me. And we, we have to make sure, and, and I know women are in pain when they go through uh, a breakdown in relationships, but children have a right to be in relationship with their father yeah. and, and are not be used as a pawn to manipulate or to control a thing. I agree. There's two things you said. One, you were talking about the impact that fathers have. And I was reading something like not, not too long ago in a statistic that just jumped off the page to me that was amazing. And it said that, that, that girls in particular, uh, it mentioned boys too, but girls in particular who grew up in the home with an affirming father, not just the father, right. but an affirming father, one who was who showed both discipline and compassion. Right. It's how they define, how they define that. They said that they were. Now, this is a, and I had to read it to make sure it wasn't typo. Right. They said they are 500% less likely to be teen mothers. Okay. 800% less likely to be incarcerated. Yeah. And 300% more likely to graduate college. Right. Just as a result of having an affirming father in the house. Right. Now, what happens is, is I believe that because we the Bible says we have an adversary. Right. And so I believe that the yeah. adversary understands those statistics and he right. knows those results. Right. So as a as a result, he does two things. One, he wants to do everything he can to create an environment so this curse of fatherlessness that you speak mm -hmm. of mm -hmm. can continue. Mm -hmm. Also, when there is a message like you have. He wants you said it's not a sexy message. It's not a sexy message. Yeah. No one's going. You're right. They're not going to run to the altar mm -hmm. and throw money like they do on some particular messages, because this is a message where you got to get into yourself. Yeah. Sometimes getting into yourself almost takes you back to your childhood. Oh, yeah. It makes you feel so vulnerable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the enemy wants us to make it almost like we're discounting mothers. And I was so glad you said that it's not about discounting mothers no. because we can twist it. And say, well, now we now we putting down women. Right. Then he can try to stop the message because I believe that he understands the impact of what will happen if a message like this can catch on fire and go worldwide mm -hmm. and really start the process of people being healed mm -hmm. 
from these father wounds. Yes, sir. And I, and I know you talk in your book uh, a lot about the healing process. So can yes. you just, and I really, I'm encouraging all of you, uh, if you go to Amazon or, or wherever Apostle tells us we should go to, to get the book, you should get the book and make sure you get the right book. Make sure you get the one by Apostle Stephen. Because <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> there's others out there with similar names, right. but you need to get this book. But you talk a little bit about this approach to healing uh, in your book. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what is the approach to healing this father wound? Yeah, and, and when we when we look at it, we have to identify what is the father. And somebody said, in the workbook. <laughs> so right, 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 right. Should I should add that. <laughs> right, right. Uh, who, whoever texted that, bless you. I love you all. Yeah. It was Alfred Myers. He said, oh, yes, yeah, yeah. And, and let, let me make a note on that. The, uh, talk about Alfred Myers. He, uh, um, Lord, Lord, now where do I flow with this? When we look at the healing, we have to identify it. Okay. And then we have to um, go through the healing process of recognizing you, you set with the pain. Mm, okay. You, uh, because, because, uh, so, so we're dealing with a soul wound. Mm. And when we talk about the soul wound, it's dealing with our emotions and with our, with our thoughts. Yeah. And, and even as the word of God talks about that, we work out our salvation. We're not talking about our spirit because right. we can, we can love the Lord, but in our soul, emotionally, we have not having fathers in our lives or engaged or whatever, and not having, we, we're dealing with rejection. We're dealing with the lack of identity. We're dealing with, um, uh, abandonment. And, and so we identify with, and then we take what I call the healing journey. Okay. And when I, when I look at the healing journey, it is literally uh, tapping into the presence of the spirit of the Lord and with wise counselors mm -hmm. to, to walk in to help navigate uh, the, the pain because some, some of the pain the the levels of the woundedness can be so severe. Where and like I said, I'm not a therapist, and I just recommend uh, professional therapeutic help mm -hmm. uh, for, for 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 some. And this is the opportunity um, to uh, even when we look at the the process of the healing, exposing ourselves to positive models uh, and allowing trusted men. Uh, even if if our fathers are not there, but I believe that God's given in this realm, he's given even when we look at, even though we have 10,000 instructors, we don't have many fathers, mm -hmm. but he's given and raising up uh, men of God who are trustworthy, uh, men of integrity and anointing that their aim isn't to manipulate uh, the the women in their lives and all that, but to bring affirmation and support and validation by speaking in uh, and, and allow the spirit of the Lord through. Uh, we have uh, some online courses that's available where individuals, uh, we have a session coming up in um, uh, the beginning of uh, December that's going to be advertised on my Facebook page. And it's a whole system 
And it's not just a message because like my, my son and I, we came from the gym earlier this morning and, uh, and that one workout didn't go to change everything, everything, man. <laughs> you just, it, it's, it's an ongoing uh, process in the, the, the place of forgiveness is a work that we have to allow the spirit of the Lord in individuals to partner with us to be empathic and not judgmental, but to be empathic and to walk with us uh, in those uh, uh, sensitive, vulnerable place to aid us. But the the amazing thing is um, he really does heal the brokenhearted. He does. He really does. Yeah. He really does. You know, one of the things that for me, you know, I think one of the hardest things sometimes for people is that when they have been wounded yeah. or they have been hurt is the idea if if i let go of this hurt i could be re-injured again yeah as long as i as long as i hold on to the hurt yeah i'm guarded against everybody else i'm you know i'm, I'm guarded against nobody's gonna gonna hurt me nobody's gonna do this to me again right. but this idea of if i if i really let it go if i really give it to god because god does heal the brokenhearted yes sir heals this broken heart, am I putting myself in a position where I'm going to be harmed again? Got you it. Know? And I think that is the thing that, it, for me personally, yes. stopped me in some of my growth areas and took me longer because it was the idea of, in some ways, these wounds are my protection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, and, yeah. and you might want to talk about that a little bit because I think that sometimes people don't realize that, that they're they're not holding on to the wound because they, they want to keep hurting. Yeah. They're actually holding on to it because they they see it as a form of protection against uh, against more hurt. More, more hurt, and, and, and you know, even as you talk about that, I, uh, the the disciples came to, uh, to to the Lord and asked him, "How uh, how often shall we forgive uh, our brothers? How often shall we forgive?" And um, and, and Jesus responded to them uh, seven times seventy. And if we take that and we multiply, that's 490 times. That's a lot of times. Like, if, hey. <laughs> hey, hey, I don't know my grace tolerance, but that's that's a, a lot. But but the Lord shared with me that it may not be 490 violations, but it may be that one experience that was so painful that holds you in in a place of uh, being frozen and numb, and you just stuck there, and you replay it over and over again. Mm. And so, so you you have not allowed the violation of the hurt or the uh, uh, the uh, abandonment. You haven't been healed, for, and all of us been hurt. All of us, yes, all of us, but. The, the powerful thing is, regardless of what has transpired or what has, uh, the healing of it is that you're not repeating that cycle uh, emotionally and spiritually, but you allowing the spirit of the Lord to go, like you said, that inner child, that five-year-old child whose uh, uh, father is absent or maybe MIA, but at the same time, uh, some someone lost their father because of an accident or because of illness or whatever. It's still a hole, not uh, in their heart, because they never had. Um, uh, they lost the presence mm -hmm. uh, of that, and so 
so so often we do life from the place of our woundedness, like you said. It becomes our default mechanism. But the, the aim of God is to bring healing uh, so that we are released from the weight of the hurt. Mm. And and that's a that's an on, that's an ongoing going journey. But once again, um, not having fathers or and then I, I see individuals that I counsel and that I minister and share with, they may have fathers in the house that they grew up, but their fathers may have been emotionally detached. Mm, mm. And, and, and that can be just as painful, if not more painful. It's like, well, well the TV's on the wall. Why can't we watch the TV? But if dad is in the house, why is he, uh, why can't I talk to him? Why, why can't I just rest and communicate what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling? Yeah. Two, you know, two things. One, I want to talk about what you just said, which is this idea of people sometimes misconstrue the idea of a father wound about a father just not being there. But right. there can be wounds because they are there. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I'm sure you have and I know I have. I've, I've counseled couples before. Right. Um, who clearly were no longer um, suitable to be together. They right. didn't want to be together. Right. And they would say things like, well, Pastor, we just stand together for the kids. And I would say, that's actually not a good thing. Right. You know? And when, while I'm not advocating divorcing, it. It, is, it is like saying, "I'm well, we're just going to keep the poison around until the kids get old enough to leave. Yeah. You know? yeah. So there can be father wounds, and I'm glad you said that, from not only... Uh, being in the house, but out of the house. And I think that's another part, and I'm sure it is, of your message. And I'm saying to men specifically, Wait. I do a teaching about emotional intelligence. I love it. I didn't, I didn't realize how, and I, could, I don't mind saying it, how unemotionally intelligent I was. Wait. You know, And people can laugh at it now, but there are so many men out there who say things like, well, I provide. I give you a roof over your head. I put, I put shoes on your feet. I, I make sure you got what you need. Ain't that enough? And yeah. really, it's not. <laughs> it's yeah. not enough. P people need not just a provision of the father, but they need that love and affirmation of the father. Now, I think about the second thing is I think about the man who came to Jesus and he said, Lord, I believe <laughs> but my unbelief. So what about the people who are listening to us today? And they say, man, I, I believe all this, but I need somebody to help my unbelief. You don't yeah. know my daddy right. <laughs> you right. don't know, or mother. You, right. you don't know the wound that I have suffered. So right. how do you, what advice do you give someone who is really struggling to even uh, acknowledge maybe the idea that I can actually be, and I'm talking about believers, not right. just people. Right. 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 There are believers who, if they're honest, they struggle with the idea that I can be healed from this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What advice would you give them? Because it may be some on here today. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sure some on uh, on here today, or even watching the, the the replay, because we have normalized trauma. Come on, and we have normalized uh, brokenness. Mm. And so, uh, a, a child in school not having his 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 father, well, uh, that that's that's just how we do. But but even. Um, even uh, just looking at look, looking at this piece, uh, the the aim of the Lord is to when we look at Malachi, this is the difference. It's a whole lot of 
fatherhood programs. And I thank God for anything that's helping anybody. Sure, sure. But but the difference with healing the father wound as a movement, according to Malachi, it is the spirit of Elijah. Mm. That it is the anointing. You, you, we can have programs, uh, and we can program folk to death. I mean, yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's only because you have fathers. I, I, I remember I was, um, we did a three day um, uh, session with uh, the Richmond City uh, Jail several years ago, and Lord, they have, Lord, I don't know, maybe two or three thousand residents. And so I spoke uh, to the entire group, but out of that, they selected about 30 or 40 uh, men to go through a three-day intensive for healing the father wound. Mm. And, and on day one, uh, day, day one, it was one individual who uh, who said, uh, my father, I can't stand that blankety blank, 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 and he ain't this and all of that. And uh, my father had, um, I think he said 23 children in and out of jail. And then he said, um, he, he said, uh, I have uh, 13, 14 children, but one of them died and I've been in and out of jail. And this was on day one. Mm. He's talking about that. And so we just let him go really? because we're not we're not trying to manage or micromanage emotions and all. You got to feel it to heal it. Yeah. And so 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 he was uh, just sharing it. He said, now put that in the comment section. You got to feel it. To heal it, everybody oh, yeah. in the comment section. You got to type that. Don't don't let that one go. You oh, got yeah. to heal it. Yeah. To heal it. And, and and so so he went to uh, to his cell that night. And he said he just cried uh, and couldn't control it. And mm -hmm. other residents at the jail had to come and console him. Now understand, we're talking about jail. Right. We, we, we're not talking about the Rich Carlton or J.W. Murray. We're, <laughs> right. we, we're talking about the DR. We're talking about jail. And he came back, they, they uh, too, and he shared uh, how much uh, he cried and just didn't know what's taking place. On day three, he said, can I say, say so? I said, please say. He said, you know, last night I forgave my father. Mm. And so he said, I forgave my father. And he just talked and just started crying. And, uh, and uh, we, we're all in there crying. And, and I asked him, well, well how are you feeling? Understand, we're in jail. He said, for the first time in my life, I feel free. Mm. Because there is any. Even though he's incarcerated, he feels right. free. Right. Physically incarcerated, but emo because the weight in the bondage of this wound, it puts you in, slave, uh, in enslavement to yourself and to others that you're not able to give your best self. You're not able to be yourself. You. You don't know yourself because you haven't received the identity uh, like uh, the Lord uh, uh, spoke. Uh, the father spoke to Jesus on the baptism. This is my beloved son. Mm. That that identity that that solidifies us. And, and he never had that. And so so regardless of where you are, even if your father has passed or if your father may not desire or. Uh, and when we look at Malachi, it is the spirit of the Lord, only the spirit of the Lord who can bring these two who said, I, I would never uh, do so and so with my uh, daddy. My daddy ain't all of this and all of that. 
but but the spirit of the Lord is stronger than that. And the spirit of the Lord will bring healing to individuals wherever they are in their journey uh, uh, in, in walking this out. And that needs to be part of the prayer target. As people are praying, yeah. they need to be praying that the because really, like you said, we can program and psychology people, you know, yeah. out the wazoo. But it yeah. is the spirit of the Lord that's go, that the anointing of God is going to have to be involved yeah. to bring this to pass. And I think that there are, I think there, I think we're seeing more and more people who are wanting this. You know, yeah. we know we have an adversary, an enemy who wants to keep it the way it is. Right. I believe we're seeing more and more of this. We got a couple more questions, and I know I can't believe our time is already at 50 minutes. 50 oh, man, minutes. our time is up. Man, we just getting started. <laughs> All right. But I got a couple more questions I want to ask, and really it's kind of about your book's impact and the, fu the future implication of it. Like, how do, you, how do you think or perceive that the concepts in this book, Healing the Father Wound, how can that help improve the father-child relationship in today's society? If I, if, 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 if I, Edwin Strickland, know I got some people in my life, right, who are not showing up right now, you know, the way they should as a father. I got some people in my life who I know are, are have been injured. And I tell people oftentimes we don't realize it, but those injuries actually show up in how we relate to God. They, do. they shouldn't, but they do. Because we see, especially when people talk about Father God, mm -hmm. and they and my wife talks about it extensively about how her relationship with her father impacted how she could receive from God, you know, mm -hmm. uh, for a long time. So, how would you envision, or how would you like for for people to receive this book? And how could I? How do I tell people, hey, if you read this book, this this can help you even in today's society, even though you may have wrote this, you know. Right. Almost 20 years ago. How 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 can I how can this how do you expect this book to help you? Um, I, I expect it to help because of the power of the spirit of the Lord, that the Lord will always honor his word. Amen. And whatever we're dealing with, any any type of leadership, if I look at oppressive leadership in church, uh pastors who are heavy-handed. Father wound. If I look at political leaders, that mm -hmm. narcissism—the root of it is father wound. Uh, in the, the the thing about when we look at uh, being narcissistic or just that whole piece, uh, you invite folk into your world, but you are not emotionally healthy and vulnerable to be connected to them in their world, and so everything revolves around you. And, and so we see so many, so many leaders in families and ministries and in business that, that the father wound is larger than it's not a church concept. It's a king, it's a life concept, regardless of wherever people are, their faith, regardless of uh I'm I'm talking to people of all ethnicity and different background or whatever. And I have yet to be in a place, even in uh speaking at universities and uh, speaking in um, social service agencies, state agencies or whatever, you have uh, like a caseworker trying to take care of somebody on probate, probation and, and speaking to them, they think uh, that I'm trying to help them understand the person that they're providing service to. But if you have uh, women uh, that's providing the uh, serving as a social worker or whatever, if they don't understand what they're dealing with, 
it's going to affect how they deal with those they serve. Mm -hmm. and, and so wherever I go, people think that uh, that this message is coming to aid them to be better at serving somebody else. But it, it we become the, the the first partakers of it. And and so 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 uh, I, I want to want want to encourage uh, those who are who are on to just share and be vulnerable with your story. I know we just saw uh, recently Kurt Franklin's um, um, Father's Day and looking at just his story. Uh, man, I, that's the arena I've been operating in the last 10 or 15 years mm -hmm. where, where people people have father issues. But but we talk about daddy issues and we hear that uh, that uh, term lifted up and just on, but we don't see the real implication of it. And so I think even, uh, and that's why I just honor the Lord for you and, and your, your precious wife that uh, you all are not moved by trends or what's popular or the latest thing, but you, you, you're controlled by the spirit of the Lord in your whole ministry deals with the the healing. I, I, I wish above all that you would uh, prosper and be in health, even as your soul and bringing that soul into alignment. And so I honor the Lord for what you all are doing uh, in the grace, in the anointing, because, um, man, of God, I don't see a whole lot in a, a, out of traveling and talking. I see a lot of... Um, I see a lot of flesh and I see a lot of letter trying to produce results only the spirit can. Man. And, and the letter really kills, mm. but the spirit uh, uh, gives life. It does. And, um, and, 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 and also, um, Man, I'm an introvert. You pulling all of this out of me. Let me, let me, let me. Let me, let me. Hey, this, this is a, we having a conversation like we were just sitting at the house. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> you oh. know, one of the things I'll ask you to do as our time winds up is tell people, you know, if they want to interact with you uh, around this idea. I know that you're on Facebook. You know, I love I love the, the funny stuff you post. I love the, the super serious stuff you post. I, I, I love your, to see your travels. Uh, but if they want to, to interact with you, how can they buy your book? How can they buy your workbook? How can they interact? Uh, you on Amazon? Let the people know where they can, because some, some, I know there are people in here saying, wow, I've never heard of this before. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the reason I wanted to have you on. And then what I'd like to do is if those of you that are listening, while he's telling us that, if you have a question or two, uh, we have, I'll save a little time, uh, you put it in the comment section and, and we'll try to get to some of those. Because one of the things that, one of the things, Pastor Sean, and I like about the fact that we do virtual service or we do things like this, she does strategies for success, I do air talk is that people will communicate with you. Yes. You know, when you're preaching a message, people have these thoughts and they can't just blurt them out. <laughs> but here, here they can they can type that question in there. And so at the end of the day, we want to answer those. So let us know how they can they can interact with you. Even with the communication, like you, you and your wife, what you you, know, you have to be healthy for that, for dialogue and communication. Mm -hmm. Many leaders don't want communication. They want right. uh, uh, 
uh, uh, conversation. They don't want a conversation. They, they want, want a monologue. They want a monologue. That, that's the word, right? They they want the monologue. But you have to be healthy. You have to be vulnerable. Uh, and like I, said, I don't know it all, I, and we we don't know it all. But I I believe even as we we talk and share, all of us become better and stronger. And so you can uh, go to my website at Stephen W Banks uh, S T E V E N W Banks dot org. Or, and also uh, here on uh, Facebook, you can uh, just inbox me. And I, I have an awesome um, executive assistant who handles um, scheduling uh, events and things for me. We're, like I said, even with Healing the Father, uh, Father Wound Movement, we're developing our website. And understand, this is the first time we... Um, we pull, we're pulling the people together. We're pulling the pieces together and looking at the web, uh, uh, the podcast. We're looking at even developing uh, Healing the Father Wound um, uh, for women. We have a separate private uh, Facebook group uh, for that. We're looking at writing a book, Healing the Father Wound for children. So in just coloring books so that, um, uh, that, that they are wherever they are. And so it's a movement with trust in God. We believe in the Lord as we as we go go forward in our assignment. I've put up on the screen. Uh, he mentioned his website, StephenWBanks.org. So you can take a screenshot of that, or or open up another browser so that you'll have it after we leave. I'll leave that up for just a second while we uh, have another question. Apostle, one of the questions I saw came through, uh, and it said this. It said raising a thirteen year old son. Uh, in this day without a father, what would be some suggestions or strategies to help him to open conversation about his feelings of not having his father? Yeah, yeah I, I think uh, those who have uncles um, to, to make, make them avo- uh, available um, to trusted uncles, trusted uh, men in ministry or people that that you trust having some engagement with them and even even, even looking at uh, uh, like some ministries uh, uh, over, over the past I've come in just with father son time and we just talk we, we, we just talk by just having because they're not just going to open up readily mm-hmm. but just creating safe environments um and even even as as a as a single mother i commend you and all of the other single mothers out here uh open conversations with them that uh your 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 father and i we both love you he's doing such and such and uh in compassionately and graciously go into that but not dive in it into it and uh um and i think even as you uh become vulnerable and open and communicating with with your son that he's going to open up uh, even even through that that's good uh another question was uh this was about the first one we just read was about how a parent may have their open have their child open up this next question is about about among spouses the question says what are ways that we can discuss this conversation with a spouse how do you even bring this to your family? Like, you know, how you can have two people both being impacted by the father wound, not realizing it's impacting their relationship, you know, right. because and you can have a good relationship 
But but when you learn to deal with this, it may take it to to what we call, you know, that we say the enemy of great is good. Right. <laughs> right. Have a good relationship. So how would you answer that? You, you know, even in counseling couples, one one piece that I look at a lot of what we deal with at this level really is not what's taking place at this level. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's some prior matters that have to. And if you got a a, a, a spouse or a wife with father, woman, a husband with the father woman, and not even know it. And so so we clash in that here. And this isn't even the 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 real situation it's a nail town time situation but but the opportunity to have um uh making yourselves available to ministries and sessions where the father wound is specifically talked about in 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 share because we um in order to hit the nail on the head we have to address it mm. uh, you you see there's some things like for example uh, my my ministry. I don't um, um, I don't talk about uh, childcare. I don't talk about such as because that's not my assignment. Not saying it's not important, but my assignment is to release this and to make yourselves available uh, through um, uh, being in these types of environment and ju- just like they're doing now, just being on and just shoot shoot them the link. Hey, honey, I want you to see. Uh, this podcast that that I looked at, and so you don't even have to preface anyone. But look at this. Uh, I thought this was amazing. I think I think it'll, it'll help you all. In uh, uh, this thing helped me more than I realized, and I just want you to watch it yeah. and pass it on to family and to friends uh, because uh, it's a lot of hurt out here. I think that's a great approach because then the spirit of the Lord gets a chance to speak to him rather yeah. than you speaking to him. Yeah. I think that's a great, a great open. You yeah. kind of address this next question, but I want to just give it um, uh, uh, opportunity to be highlighted because I assume I could be wrong. And if so, I want you to correct me on it, that what you write in your book, um, it, 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 did it translate also to whether or not people have what they may be calling a mother wound? Someone was asking the question about whether or not, is there a thing called a mother wound? And if so, you know, how, is, is the concept, the principles, is, is, is it applicable to that as well? Yeah, but it's uh, there's some similarities, but there's some differences as well. Okay. If you look at um, there's some similarities between uh, basketball players and football players. Mm. They both run. They both exercise. They uh, both have agilities or whatever. But there's some differences to it where, where one just uh, uh, runs um, 90 feet, the other do 100 yards or whatever. And I think it's the same. And, and I have had and done some things in the past dealing dealing with uh, mother wound. Um, and I look forward to even addressing that more because the aim is to to bring healing. And, and even with, with this, um, it's not to find blame, but it's to release understanding and compassion and healing for yourself. And all right, all right, I understand. I can't hold my daddy hostage now when I know he never met his father until he was in his 20s. Mm-hmm. But that still don't mean uh, I still playing football. I, I still wish he was up in the crowd 
mm-hmm. as opposed to having a packed house just to have my father, that would have meant so much. Uh, but but as as we 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 go forward, uh, a part of healing the father wound is not just to heal us sons and daughters, but even to help us become better fathers. But it's to my father's 86, uh, no, 80, 88. I want my father to be able to sleep in peace. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't want this last chapter of his life to be what he didn't do. All these years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so this is my time. Um, uh, I got to do this to take care. Oh, I'm going to hold back from him because mm-mm, mm-mm. He, healing is not only for us as sons and daughters, but we want our fathers and we want our mothers to be in a place of, of peace and a place of honor. That's great. Our last question. Now, listen, we could talk all day. But oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. One of the last questions that I think is a pretty good question. The question, and I'm going to paraphrase it, had to do with, is a father wound and grief the same thing? Because they said, I lost my father who wasn't in my life. I want to forgive him and move on, but how since he's already gone? So that, that, I'm paraphrasing, but that was the that was the length of the question. You did a phenomenal phenomenal job paraphrasing because the father wound is a grief. Okay. So because it, it, it's the loss of a father. Okay. It's the 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 loss, and that's one of the reasons uh, uh, I've done some seminars dealing with men, dealing with men in grief. That's why when men go through the loss of jobs, the loss of um, a relationship, the loss of a loved one. Uh, it is extremely traumatic for, for, for most men because um, it, it goes to deep places of loss. Mm. And, uh, and we have not been socialized to deal with what you said earlier, emotional intelligence and being in touch. And so when, when something happened to, to me, that's a major blow. And, and grief, the father wound is, uh, it's an attachment. Uh, it's a lack of attachment. And so, so because it's not a, a healthy attachment, something lost, something falls in between the cracks. Uh, there. Yeah, so, so uh, I hope that helps in answering that question. They said it did, they said it did. And I think that I think the other question or not even a question, just maybe the, the last thought that I'd leave with is that it doesn't have to be your actual father who can be in that place that can be the father figure, so to speak, to heal that wound. And so, you know, I, you know, one of the things I do like about some of the programs that we see out there is they're bringing more men to the table saying, hey, you don't have to be the biological father. You, you don't even have to be the uncle. Heck, you don't even have to be related. Yeah. Being there as another man to another young man or another young woman, right. you can be the catalyst for helping to heal that wound. Right. And I think if more of us realize that, if more of us can get healed of that, yeah. I think we're more willing to give back. Right. Listen, Apostle, I absolutely appreciate you, man. <laughs> Thank you so much. Listen, I want the people to know that when I reached out, it wasn't no... 
Well, I don't know. I got to check my. You said, tell me when. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Time yeah. and place, and I'll be there. And I appreciate that. And I want you to know if you ever need me or Pastor Sean for anything, awesome. that is the, that's the same vein we're going to be in. But I appreciate you being here because I believe that there are people who didn't even know that they had something that could be attributed to a father wound, who now their eyes have been opened. And what I encourage you to do is don't just don't just let this podcast be a, a interesting podcast. Yeah. Take that next step. Buy the book. Yeah. Go to stephenwbanks.com or org and then look, look, look at look at what he has to offer. You know, I tell people all the time, you can have Jesus and a counselor. Yeah, you can yeah. also take a class. Right. Right. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you can also take a class. So if there's a class that he's offering uh, around this topic, any topic, but especially this topic, and, and this has resonated with you today, take the time to invest. Do what you need to do to improve yourself. You know, you heard him mention early about the soul. And I say to people all the time, we are tripartite beings. Yes. We are spirit beings. We have a body. But we also possess a soul, which we say here at Fellowship of Champions is our mind, our will, our emotions, our imagination and our intellect. And those five things can be impacted by the lack of not having that father figure there. And and, and even though it happened, it can be healed. And I love how you said it, that the Lord wants to heal the brokenhearted. I'm going to give you the last word. Say whatever you want to say to the people. (laughs) Uh, I, I first just want to just commend you and, and uh, Pastor Sean. Man, you guys are phenomenal. Thank you. Sir. The, the, the template that you all are lifting, not only in social media, but even uh, with the Fellowship of Champions, but uh, globally, um, you all have only touched the surface mm. be, because it's very few healthy relationships out here in ministry. It, it's a whole lot of stuff that look good, glitter and stuff. But when you look at a healthy man of God and a healthy woman of God, it's very few. And I just believe that that the spirit of the Lord will not only honor what, what you all have been called to do, but I really sense that the Lord is going to multiply with, with those you are pouring into as sons and daughters that you all become the matriarch and the patriarch in their lives to regulate and to bring them into their wholeness. And so, so I, I celebrate you, you all in any way that I can assist in anything that you all are doing. I look, I look forward to, you don't even, don't even ask me. You just tell me what, what <laughs> don't, don't put no question mark in our conversation, but uh, I, I, I have a session coming up at the beginning of December and that's going to be on my, uh, on my Facebook uh, uh, page where individuals will be able to register dealing with the father woman. But uh, guys, I need you all to pray for me, the level of warfare Mm-hmm. connected to this assignment. Man, I wish I could sing. I wish I could. I wish I could hoop. I wish I could do all of that. I wish I could do cartwheels and all of that. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, I'm just grateful. And those who would, would, would connect, I definitely feel honored to uh, to walk this journey out with, with the grace of the Lord. Well, you know, I'm I, as a shepherd, I am protective of my people. Yeah. 
And, and, and I want you to know that the fact that, that I wanted to put you front and center let's tells, tells, should tell you everything you need to know is that I trust you 100%. And so mm -hmm. when, you, when you put your information up, I'll see it because I follow you on Facebook, but, but let me know too. And I, I certainly want to push that out there because okay. I right. have something that the world needs. And I, and mm -hmm. I want to be part of helping people mm -hmm. feel in that process. So Amen. God, I thank you. God bless you. You have a wonderful day. Thank you so much. Listen, if you enjoy, before you go, if you enjoy Apostle Banks today, take five seconds. And before you go, put one thing you, that opens your eyes today in that comment section. I know it's about a 12 or 13 second delay, but go ahead and put one thing in that, com in that comment section that you learn from Apostle today that you, you're not just going to let it go. You're going to actually do something with it. Don't forget go and visit his page go and visit his facebook page go to his website be, be on the lookout for the announcement coming in december about the class uh i got some folk who i'm probably going to support in the class because i've been counseling them and what <laughs> they really need is this class <laughs> they don't need my time they need this class i got some couples i need to send that way yeah and, and one, one of the things i i do provide one one-on-one -on -one, uh uh counseling and coaching to individuals uh because it, it affects everything it affects yeah. everything and uh uh, I'm just grateful, man of God. We we can go for another three or four hours. So I'm not saying anything else, but I, I love you, love what you do, and I'm just grateful for this opportunity. All right. Well, I appreciate you being here. They're putting things in the comment section. You can okay, read, read that. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm I'm a, I'm going to take you off and do my ending, and then I'll come back and say you and I talk just for just a minute. Listen, I appreciate every single one of you for being here. Thank you so much for coming uh, to another edition of Ed Talk. As you know, each and every week in the month of November and December, I am having another impactful leader to come and share with you. You don't want to miss it. We had Pastor Sean last week. We had Apostle Stephen Banks this week. Next week, we're going to have my good friend from Conway, Arkansas, Apostle E.C. Malbia. Uh, he is a pastor, uh, but he has been extremely, extremely successful uh, in the marketplace and working with businesses and communities. And we're going to be talking about what success looks like. How do we define success? What are some principles that we need to be working towards success because while we want to come to church uh singing and hooping and hollering that's all good we love to do it but at some point we have to go out into the world and make a mark not only uh so that we can help impact other people but we got to show people that jesus is the way the truth and the light so god bless you each one of you i will see you next week you all have a great time and i want all of you to be blessed oh just a reminder Tonight at 7 p.m., Pastor Sean and I will be doing Relationships 101. We will be doing Relationships 101. And so tonight, join us at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. Same bat station, same bat time. Love you guys. Have a great day and be blessed. Bye-bye.